Hello and welcome to the podcast. Before we get started, I'd like to have a quick chat with you about our program sponsors. There's two of them. Firstly, there's Crowdspring. If you are somebody who is looking to design your own logo, merchandise, or whole company portfolio, they are the design team for you. You can get hundreds of designs created from worldwide graphic artists quickly effortlessly and the most important thing they are unique no copyright issues to worry about and they are also copyrighted to you so unlike artificial intelligence where you don't own the copyright these ones are absolutely yours so you have no worries if you're a lawyer a medic or perhaps an entrepreneur get yourself down to crowdspring and follow the link down below to get a special 35 dollar discount off while it lasts also, if you are somebody who's interested in travel, then you might want to check out some fantastic deals down below. You can get cash back when you book your flights using my links. And you can also, in addition, receive a fantastic roaming SIM opportunity to save you charges when you use your mobile phone overseas. Just follow the links down below and you can grab all of those goodies as a big thank you from me for coming and listening to my podcast. Take care and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another podcast. I am Coach Martin Manila from ESL, BusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact.com. Welcome to the show. If you've just discovered me, it's lovely to have you here. And if you are a regular listener, thank you for making this program what it is. As many of you will know, I podcast about a number of things, mainly with English as a second language as the main focus. However, I speak deeply about careers interviews, overseas jobs, how to get the job of your dreams, also how to launch your own company. So I have over 25 years in business and marketing expertise as well as coaching. And I am pretty well qualified, I'd say, to advise you and to give you some assistance no matter how you're wanting to improve your life. Now, this is a sub-series that I'm starting for my OET candidate. So anybody who's a medical professional, a nurse, doctor, physiotherapist or somebody working within the caring professions, you may be taking the OET. So this is going to give you an opportunity not only to listen to certain vocab about, um, yeah, medical things, <laughs> medical practices, but also I'm going to be giving you some advice, tips and techniques for your career. Okay, how to push out into your career as a medic. So for many of you, um, your job search might be your first shot at a permanent job, okay? Uh, you may have had short-term assignments. Many of the medics that I work with, um, for example, you may have had four years of college, another four years of med school, three years of res residency, or sometimes longer, and then maybe a fellowship. And then you're about to enter your first long-term job. I work with um, a lot of Japanese uh, medical doctors, um, who are relocating to Australia and also America, and they have uh, successfully passed the AUT too. So congratulations to you all. And uh, I have medics in other parts of the world too. And again, this tends to be uh, their first chance of getting a big, proper, long-term job when they make the move. So when you think about it, you're definitely going to be making more money than you did in training. And for the first time probably ever, you might have the chance to finally buy your home, uh, look at maybe having some children, you know, these types of things that I guess put on the back burner, that's a nice idiom, um, whilst you are financially struggling or just trying to <laughs> do all of these working hours, right? Okay. So um, for those of you already working, you might also be looking to make a change. 
So again, if you are somebody relocating um, from a country in order to become a medic in other areas of the world, then this one works for you too. And again, the same advice here will help you find a job that you have more features that you're looking for. So how do you go about it? How do you get yourself off to a successful start? Okay. Well, the first thing, okay, if it turns out that you don't like the job that you, you have currently, maybe, you know, you're currently working somewhere, you do have the option of moving on. And the problem is, is that many times your new employer might make it a little bit challenging for you to do that, okay? And um, in some cases, you might be back to square one in the time-consuming task of finding a job. So, you know, when you honestly think about it, your interview and your job search is the most important, I think, investment of time that you can make at this stage in your career or just getting started. So it's important to get your job choice right as soon as you can. Find a job that you're happy with for the long haul and perhaps your whole career. And you may be, well, as we would say, very informally quids in. It means very well off. Um, however, sometimes it just doesn't happen, right? Okay. Sometimes you just don't get the job of your dreams the first time around. And that means that you've got to be honest with yourself and plan and, you know, have some good people skills and a willingness to work through some tough issues. So let's look at how you can make a better success of this. So firstly, the earlier you start, the better. Um, many residents and fellows are waiting quite a long time to start their job search. So um, this was a, a survey that was done some years ago now, about seven, eight years ago. But um, there was a, a physician recruiter, Merrick Hawkins, a well-known recruiter, and um, they found that 68% uh, of residents began their job search during their final year. And 32% um, waited until the last six months to start. Oh, my goodness. So this is really leaving it far too late. Okay, It's ideal for you to start a job search in the medical profession, certainly as a doctor, um, 12 to 18 months before your training ends. Okay, It's important to start early. Starting your job search any later than 12 months away from finishing will probably make your last months of residency very challenging to race to finish, and they're going to be forcing you to make poor choices and even delay the start of a new job. So why does the search take so long? Well, the thing is, is you need job research. You've got to do the interviews. There's the writing, rehearsing, making on-site visits, and you also need time to deal with a job prospect falling through. Um, or possibly waiting for paperwork to be approved. So again, don't underestimate this. If you are moving overseas or relocating for this type of job, that's something to think about and consider, okay? So also, there are certain types of people who might want to start a bit earlier. So if you want to practice, as I've just said, another country or state, that requires licensing paperwork. Um, and those who are perhaps looking for particular arrangements, maybe flexi time, only doing a three or four day work week, that might take a bit longer to negotiate. Also, um, if you need to coordinate your search with your spouse, who might also be looking for jobs, so if you're both relocating together, this is going to be slightly more challenging for you on your own. And as we just said, if you're a non-citizen, an international medical grad, then there's extensive paperwork to get that visa. But again, it's all possible. Now, how to decide what you want. OK, so this is what we want to look at. Before you begin your search, you'll need to know what you're looking for. So rather than taking the path that many others have been talking about, it's important that you make your own way. The right path for you may be totally different to those of your peers or colleagues. So firstly, try to create a fairly detailed picture of what you'd like. Okay, 
put to one side any assumptions about what you think you want and just take time to determine what your real needs are. What are they? I mean, seriously, what do you absolutely need to be turning up in your life to function and, and consider it to be a good way to live, okay? Then ask yourself basic questions. So these will be things such as, right, what type of um, practice do you want? Um, where do you want to live? How much do you want to work? You know, how many hours are you prepared to put into this? And what salary is kind of important for you? And imagine your ideal day. So I'd like to brainstorm this, get pen and paper and make a huge list. Okay, of your ideal day. What does it look like? What kinds of patients would you be seeing and how many of them would you see? So please don't be like my poor Turkish doctor at the moment. Um, I feel very sorry for her. Uh, over 100 patients in a week. I mean, it's just a ridiculous schedule. And this is the reality, the sad reality of some countries where, you know, it's just never ending. And if they want to take time away from that schedule, which they can, then, of course, other doctors have to pick up their list as well. But then, of course, it means they get a little bit burnt out and then they need to take time off. So then the lovely doctor who's just taken some time off ends up getting burnt out again by having to cover their colleagues list. So this isn't really a great strategy for keeping your staff in tip top condition. Right. OK, if you're a practice manager. Um, so you might want to change how many how many people you see. And that may require you to look at either switching to going to private practice or, as I say, changing your country. And what time do you want to get home? You know, do you mind a lot of commuting? Try to come up with a really long list of everything okay, that is going to be in your ideal day. And then imagine the ideal life. Right. So what type of vacation time do you want? Um, how much do you really um, feel bothered about how you make your money? Do you mind making it from private practice or do you have some ethical considerations that you think healthcare should be available to all, no matter whether you can afford to pay it or not? Uh, if you've got a family, of course, what role do you want to play in that family? Um, and, you know, do you want to be around your children a lot or do you mind that somebody else is kind of bringing up your children if you're working long hours? What would it be like? And it's important you understand your personality as well. So if you're an entrepreneur type, you may be more happy in your own solo or small practice, right? You might want to get together with some colleagues. Um, this is quite a, a good strategy at times. Or are you more of a team player who just prefers to be in a large practice and, you know, you've got people who you can rely upon and, and you don't have to take care of the day-to-day -day management side of things that you might in your own practice. So really ask people who know you well to give you feedback and brainstorm with a coach such as myself. And you can get a 60-minute intensive session with me. And that will pretty much guide you to everything you need to know. We send you away from those sessions, okay, with a full picture of who and what you are, what you're looking for, and helping you take your next steps to then creating that reality. Also get some advice from others. As I've just said, there's coaches like myself out here who are expert in coaching for OET as well as career changing. There's also mentors. Many other seasoned doctors or physicians who practice in a similar community will probably be willing to mentor you. Just reach out to them and try and ask them. But of course, you want to be reaching out to people who you feel that you can trust um, and who have a good idea of being objective about other people. So try to research some doctors who you like the look of. You may have colleagues in mind already. And compliment them, you know, make it clear to them as to why you would love to get some coaching from them or mentorship. Uh, if you don't ask, you don't know. The worst they can say is no, they can't right now. The best they can say is, well, yes, I can help you. If they can't help you, 
before you just accept that, also say, well, do they know of anybody else who might be able to mentor you at this time? Because they may be able to put you in touch with other people in their network, okay? Finally, join discussion groups on kind of social media, physician social media. Um, so again, if you want advice about the best types of social media, if you don't already know, have a word with me. And there are some great physician-led social medias out there as well, okay? Now, what else can we talk about? Yeah, where to locate. That's really important, right? So your location is essential, I would say. Location, location, location in all things. So aim for a specific area, all right? Um, so, you know, depending on, on where you are, if you restrict your search to a region, okay, and even such as like New England or the Northwest, for example, if it's America, it would be too overwhelming for large specialties. So you want to get really specific, okay? Um, and focus on one state if it's in America or one part of the world if it's specific. And like if you go into Australia, where in Australia? Get specific. Find out, research it, and find out where is the best location for you. Also, check out the licensing for those areas. If you're moving just within, say, America, you need to check the licensing from state to state. And of course, overseas, it's even more difficult, but not impossible, uh, with your visas as well. And of course, the OET and license to practice. Now, it can take months to get licensed, even if you're just moving from one state to the next, if you're training in one, but wanting to work in the next. And even after you get licensed, you've then got to obviously get certified with your local hospital, the insurers, so it can take a while. So don't forget to count that into your search process. Also, check out really what you feel, okay? Get in touch with your real feelings about your deliberate needs here. Um, you know, it might be an impulse at times, an emotional response to choose a familiar location, such as a hometown or going to where your partner's from or the area where you currently train. But you might also want a location that offers, you know, different opportunities. Maybe you want to get out of your comfort zone. So it's a good idea to really look at all sides of what you want. OK, so if you are thinking, oh, I'd love to get into a small town and a solo practice, check whether you would be happy long term to be working so isolated and alone. If you're in a large urban city, can you cope with the traffic or the pollution or crime rates? And if you're looking for kind of a, an outdoor kind of area, will it be long enough to hold your interest? OK, so think about all of the things that you think you would want and then second guess them. Say, how much do I really think that's realistic or is it just rose tinted spectacles? Also, um, keep in mind that if you pick a popular um, specialty or hospital or location where everybody else is also trying to go, it might mean accepting less income and agreeing to certain working situations you don't like simply because you don't have as much leverage as the place you're going to does because they've got loads of people to choose from and you're just one of many. So if you choose areas such as smaller cities or rural areas, you might have more of a negotiation at hand here, okay? Um, but we do tend to find the survey shows, again, this is about seven years ago now, so a little bit out of date, but about 7% of new physicians thought it would be good to practice in an area with a population of 50,000 or less. And only 2% said they'd practice in a town with less than 25,000. So most of you are wanting still to go to the metropolitan and suburban or city areas, okay? Um, and, you know, that's the thing. But if you go to the smaller areas, you might be able to get yourself a better work-life balance. So if you want to narrow it down, here's a tip. 
consider the smaller cities because if you think about it, job recruiters will ask you to do this too. And there's a reason, a great reason, if you've never even thought of this, it's because these jobs are harder to fill. Okay, so you're likely to get a higher income, believe it or not, and lots of other incentives. You can ask for a signing bonus, um, shorter workday weeks, um, maybe even shorter patient appointment times. Um, there's so many benefits that you can probably get. And also consider about how you're going to fit in, because if you uh, grew up in a very quiet area, Okay, like, I mean, look, I, I was in the Canary Islands before I came to the Philippines, and one thing I didn't factor in was just how much of a shock to the system it would be coming from a very pleasant, um, sleepy island, shall we say, with lots of fresh air and not much traffic and the ability to walk everywhere, and then be thrown into big metro Manila in the city and pollution and chaos and people, right? Okay, so you've got to think about how you'd fit in. Um, and also, Look at the different locations with some um, suspicion, shall we say, with some caution. So have a look and limit your search to small cities that maybe have things that um, you are interested in. OK, um, so make sure that, that there's plenty of things for you to do afterwards. So if you want to go somewhere to get away, if you're in a rural area and you want to go to the city, make sure it's easy to get to an urban area for a weekend trip in the city. Right. If you prefer to be working in the city but need to escape, make sure it's easy to get to the provinces or the countryside, right? And just get some peace and respite. Check out the research, um, sorry, research the income levels, right? That's really important. Um, you want to check location by location and also check out other people who have graduated and from there, um, ask them about the market. And also you can check out websites that show geographic variations in income. There's so many sites out there. Okay, so look at the income levels. Also consider, right, do you want to live and work in a place with low crime rates, um, lower cost of living, traffic conditions, better schools? You've got to consider also the restaurants, the music scene, walkable streets and where you want to be. Now, I hope that you're in a position where you can really pin that, that ideal down. Okay, but sometimes it's not as easy as that. You've got to just jump at the first opportunity you've got. But if you want to get it right first time, then do try to make time for all of this. Also, look at this, the basis of healthcare issues. So choose it. Okay, You can find lists of places with the highest patient satisfaction, the most extensive health insurance coverage if we're talking about the USA. Look for cities where people feel less stressed and are more inclined to exercise or less likely to obese, be obese as well because clearly that's going to change the dynamic and the demographic of who you're working with and perhaps how much work is involved here. Um, now, you want to be ruthless when it comes to ruling out jobs. So have a great idea of what you want before you start interviewing. All right. And you know, you might not want to remove people or ideas from your list, but it's important to do it and establish your priorities and focus on the jobs at the top of your list. If money isn't an important thing as the right fit, okay, and make sure that you factor in for that, okay? Because you might make all the money you dreamed of, but if you've got a 50 to 60 hour work week and you're burnt out, you'll probably need that money to pay for your own healthcare. So it's really not kind of helpful or productive, is it? And also look at the job categories. So you may be drawn to a kind of job that looks like the training that you've done, but that might not be where you'd really thrive. So try to understand all the choices that are available for you and then really get it into some sort of uh, yeah clarity. 
The major job categories, as we've just said, solo practice. Okay, so fewer new doctors are taking this option, to be honest. Um, solo practice does take a lot of work to set up. There's lots of financial risks. And although it does give you a degree of independence that many physicians wish that they had. Um, when we look at it, the ideal practice model is probably um, a sense of accomplishment, right? That you can just do if you're on your own. Whereas in a group practice or big hospital, you can't get that, right? And it does allow you to be a bit of an entrepreneur and run your practice as you want, okay? Um, also, you can avoid the risk of setting up a solo practice by joining an existing one. But of course, you'd have to get on well with the existing physician attending. Um, at, you know, at the end of the day, they've been used to being on his or her own, right? So you've got to be, be able to get on with people in that respect. The small group practice, this is typical for most physicians. Um, and when you look at that, unlike in a solo practice, you've got colleagues to work with and share calls with. And generally, you might be able to buy into the partnership as well. Um, and again, though, you've got to examine the efficiency of the practice because it's going to affect any income that you make, right? It might be too small to run efficiently. Most practices should keep their expenses under 50% of gross revenues, okay? So you need to make sure that um, you won't be taken advantage of as a new person. You'll be given the most, um, in that case, you know, you'll be given most of the difficult or low paying patients. Um, if you're in America, we're talking about here and get more than your share of calls. Um, so it can be very difficult to work in that and it might not be the best fit for you. Also look at whether it's a single specialty practice. Okay, so you can join these. And uh, this arrangement can be highly efficient, right? Because everybody there has pretty much the same needs. So it's easier to run this and it's a, a more efficient way to actually do business, shall we say, and look after your patients. Multi-specialty practice, okay, um, are challenging because they provide lots of interesting, you know, choices here and what have you. Um, and, you know, it's just important for you to consider whether that would work better for you if you like a bit of variety. Large group practice, clearly, um, allows you to focus more on clinical matters. And um, of course, you've got more colleagues to work with. If there's 50 or more there, that's a really nice, you know, sort of big, uh, big establishment that you can be part of. An insurance based model um, is rare, but significant model, particularly in the US, where doctors work directly for an insurance company. OK, um, so if you want to work at that, then it is possible. There's a few of them, but it might be better for you. It depends on your own point of view on this. And of course, the hospital owned practice, um, that is about one quarter of all medical practices. And uh, in those practices, you're always an employee. You don't have the opportunity to buy into ownership clearly. And, you know, you've got to obviously work out whether you want to be part of that model. Academic medicine is another good one. So working in an institution that is linked with a medical school is very appealing if you love research, teaching, speaking, publishing and travel. Uh, but of course, you face that competition for funding, for research, you know, there's possibly long hours and your pay might be lower than the private practice. So consider that too. You could also work within the veterans affairs and military health systems in the USA. Um, again, there are large, really self-contained um, organizations where the physicians only see patients within the system. And I don't know. I mean, it depends, doesn't it, what you want to really get involved with. But that might really be an area of interest. Or perhaps you may have had previous military service yourself, so that might be a good fit. And of course, you could do locum, right? So locum work is just working on a temporary basis, 
uh, for different providers who need extra physicians as and when. Short term, um, it's kind of good if you haven't decided on where you want to be or your permanent job. And it's quite nice for um, doctors who are single and like, you know, moving around and working in different exciting locations. So I hope this has given you a little bit of an overview and thought as to how you can find yourself one of your better kind of starts or change of job in the medical profession. Um, if you've enjoyed that one, listen up for the next podcast, which is going to go into more detail about matters that affect medics. Um, also, if you're looking to pass your OET and struggling at the moment, then you can get my OET training. Just go to eslbusinessenglishexperts.com and you can get the OET speaking and writing tasks. And that is not a book service. So you can do that at your own pace and get critique and feedback from me uh, via email and telegram and voice message chat. So it fits in with your busy working practice life. Okay. Um, also, if you have found this of help and benefit, please spread it to any of your colleagues in medical circles, online, on social media. Please let them know about these uh, doctors and OET training podcasts. Um, I really want to meet, help sorry, and reach as many people as possible in the time that I have available to me. Of course, as always, if you fancy sponsoring a segment, please consider doing so. If you go to Spotify and listen to me there, you can sponsor a segment for just 99 cents a month, which is absolutely peanuts in comparison to the wealth of information I hope I'm providing you with. And of course, if you want to do something a bit bigger, you can buy me a one-off cup of coffee. Again, not that expensive, but it does make all the difference to keeping these podcasts free. If you love these free podcasts and want in-depth, detailed masterclass podcasts, they're 60 minutes, okay, or longer, then do just sign up to my subscription list down below. The links are all down below. I hope this has helped you. Stay safe. I'll see you soon.